Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sue Simpson Show podcast. And a few weeks ago, we had a lovely chap on the show called Dan, and he told me about the Camino de Santiago. And ever since, I have been obsessed and I've heard the call of the of the Camino once again. And Dan put me in touch with a lovely chap called Bradley Chermside. Have I pronounced that right, Bradley? It was perfect. It's perfect. First time. That's impressive. Thank you very much. Well, that's, that's what I aim for. <laughs> so, uh, right. Tell me, uh, when did you first do, do the Camino? Wow. Um, so my very, very first Camino de Santiago was um, way back in 2005. Mm-hmm. Camino Frances, which is the French way. Um, I've been back on the Frances since. Um, also done the Camino Portuguese, also done the Camino Inglés. And to be honest with you, I've been on the Camino so many times, I can't even remember how many times I've done it and and uh, done it on my own, done it with my yeah. wife. And yeah, it's just become like a, a lifelong obsession, to be honest. Wow. So before you started, did you did you think you'd do it more than once? Because I've got this thing in my mind that I only want to do it the once and then that's it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to break it to you, Stu, but... Once you start with it, because it's like, you know, sorry for this really cringy link to Pringles, but once you've uh, once you've stopped, you're never <laughs> going to stop with the Camino. I nearly said really? pop, but I didn't <laughs> bring myself to do it. But you get, the, you get the picture, you get the gist of what I'm saying. That for me and for many mm-hmm. people, I know the Camino becomes a lifelong obsession and um, a, a very healthy and positive one too. Yeah. So what is it that keeps bringing you back to it? It's a great question. I think just the purity of going for a long walk, mm-hmm. how good that feels, the slow burning happiness, the release of serotonin you get from doing that eight hours a day on the road. Yeah. It, it's an addict. It's a very, very addictive high mm-hmm. and a natural high as really? well. I've, I've, you know, I've never done a drug in my life to yeah. be honest with you. So I couldn't speak for any other kind of highs, but it's a very, very natural high. The, the people and the, the locals you meet on the Camino, you know, they ooze character. The, the pilgrims you walk with the same, mm-hmm. they ooze character. The stories they have to tell, the connections that you form with fellow pilgrims from all over the world, people you ordinarily haven't met, but you end up telling them your life story, your your deep innermost secrets after having known them for like 24 hours, sometimes wow. having known them for 10 minutes, you just start telling people your life story and you, yeah. and you know, whatever it is you're going through at that moment in time that might have pushed you to decide that you need to go for a long walk to work out what's going on in your head. There's so many things to it. It's addictive. It's beautiful. And it's what we were born to do as humans, which I believe is move. Yeah. So what was that drew, drew you to it in the first place? I think exactly that. I think exactly that. You know, I was looking for answers in my life at the time. And um, life, everyday life wasn't giving me those answers. You know, mm-hmm. the general drudgery of of, the, of working nine to five and feeling like you're in a rat race. I needed to pull over into the slow lane and, and work out what it was what I, that I was doing with life. And the path I was on wasn't mm-hmm. proving to be a, a positive one. Um unsustainable as well so i felt like it was a good time to to yeah to do that and it it did yield answers in the first one did you do it the whole thing in one go did you come back to it like no i did the whole thing in one go yeah i walked from um i walked from france saint jean pierre de port which is 
the official starting point of the French Way, all the way to the um, Atlantic coast of Galicia um, in a place called Finisterra, which means the end of land. Oh, you went all the way. You went all the way. I, I went past Santiago and, yes, yeah, so 900, 900 kilometres, I think it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Just like one, I think, the official uh, total. Yeah, amazing. Because I'm considering, I didn't think about the end bit. Um, because long story short, I've got an ex boyfriend who lives like, in Galicia, uh, and I didn't know that because he, he lived there uh, when we were together we're in England. And then he's like, Oh, if you're going to do the Camino, come and say hello. I was like, What? <laughs> so there's like really weird, kind of like it feels like circuit, and there's some stuff from my own life which needs sorting out. Uh, which some of it is to do with him from the past. And I do wonder that if it's, and that this call came about 10 years ago, ignored it. And I met Dan on the, on this film that I've been doing with him recently. And it's kind of like, it's calling me back and it's bugging me every single day now. And I feel as if, if I don't give into it, it's just going to keep coming at me. Is that, does that keep happening? Does that happen often with people? I think it's a familiar story that you're telling this to the, you know, the call of the Camino is a strong one for many people. And I had a similar calling and what the story you're telling me is something you hear many times on the Camino and in my own podcast, um, mm. I've you know heard probably, I would say 90% of my guests say the same thing. The, the, the call is there. It's something that it's, it comes from the heart. It's speaking to the heart and um, you have to heed that call. Oh, I can't get out of it then. <laughs> I don't think you can. You, you may try, but it, yeah, yeah. You're, you're already signed up halfway. I think so. I think so. I bought I so many books. There's so many books. And But did, it, did you start seeing any sort of signs when you decided to do it? Because I've been actually seeing like symbols and signs. For, for example, um, for years, I've this bath mat. No, no record, no thing for what whatsoever. Just there, came with the house. One day after I think they were doing the communal lockdown, and it's a shell, it's a scallop shell. <laughs> and then the next day, I walk into Stratford Shopping Centre and I see yellow arrows all over the floor. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the third day on the way to set, I see an actual sign that says Pilgrim's Way. <laughs> it's like, so I know apparently there's a thing called the cupcake effect. What you so your brain once you start wanting to see things, then your brain will put yourself into that into those positions. But it just seems a little bit much. Did you see signs and stuff like that yourself? Oh, what a lovely question! I think there's two ways to look at this question, and there's always, I guess, sometimes it's your head and your heart that 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 assesses these signs. That like your heart would think, hmm this is a sign that I must do it. Whereas your head would say, don't be silly. This could happen anytime, anywhere about anything. Mm. And I think with the Camino, it's always a decision that's made from the heart. Um, and from what I learned about the Camino and those signs is that in actual fact, whatever we switch our attention to, we're going to start to see signs. If, if I think is the correct path to follow. This can never be verified officially because matters of the heart and the meta, the metaverse can't be, can they? Um, metaphysical matters can't be. You know, it, it's something that you, you're you not going to measure quantitatively. It's going to be a qualitative measure. Um, but 
For me, there was no bigger sign than bumping into an old friend on the London Underground when I got onto the wrong train. Mm. I got onto the wrong train and a friend of mine that I went to university with, he, he was on that wrong train and he'd been trying to gain contact with me. Oh, wow. So he said, I've been trying to contact and he's kind of an elusive character, a very elusive character. You know, he has no social media and he has no, uh, no, no, but he's, yeah, he's, it's a bit of, um, what's it, a bit eccentric characters, shall we say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And he just said to me, you were the person I thought of as I was doing this walk. I thought you should walk this and I should tell you about wow. it. And that was weird. And I think nine months later, something like that. I think I was on the Camino nine or 10 months later. Yeah. The time was right. And yeah, the seed was sown. So yeah, there, there are signs to, and I think it's, you know, depending on what kind of person we are, if we're a person of the head or the heart, depends on how we assess those signs. But if your heart's in, if your heart is in doing the Camino, it's just going to confirm that you're on the right path. Yeah, I've, got, I've, I guess the answer for this is yes. <laughs> but did it change you? I don't want to be cliche, but yes, it did. And mm-hmm. you may hear many people say many different stories of you know it didn't change them or it wasn't so profound, but I I came to realization myself. You know, on every Camino I do, there's always something I learn about myself. And, and um, the Camino has changed my life forever. You know, it, it, I ended up writing a book about it and I never thought I'd end up writing a book. And that book's done really well um, for a first time standalone debut. Um, I guess her first time means debut. So, yeah, for a, yeah. For a debut standalone, it's, it's done really well and it's doing really well. And it's given me... Um, it's given me an insight as to the kind of career path I want to take long-term. So it's changed me from that point of view. It's changed me from knowing about the power of, of going for a walk. Someone once said to me, Dev Cuny um, uh, is from San Francisco. And they said to me, it's, it's solved by walking. And that's always, that's always, um, that's always sat with me on my Pilgrims podcast. Um, I think it was episode in the twenties somewhere. Dev Cuny said it's sold by walking and never a true word has been spoken. You're not feeling good. Just go for a walk. Mm. Even if it doesn't have to be the Camino, just go and walk for 10 minutes, an hour. It will alleviate whatever you're thinking and feeling, even if just for a moment, even if just for a moment, it's, it's, it's the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, yeah. It's, it's just the power of going for a walk. So thanks for asking Stu. Yeah, it, it, it has changed me, changed my wife. You know, she heard mm-hmm. me going about this thing called the Camino and my God, she's addicted to it and always bugging me and pestering me when we're going to go and do our oh, next wow. one. Um, so it's an amazing experience. And I would firstly urge anyone that wants to do it, if they're not sure to listen to the Pilgrims podcast, which is the podcast I, I used to host. I'm not hosting anymore because since the pandemic came in, life's kind of taken over and I've had to move out of kind of a full-time gigging onto a more conventional career path. But um, but anyway, listen to the Pilgrims podcast. There's lots of tips on there from 87 episodes. And um, also just send me a PM. I'm happy to always answer and help. I thought I recognised your voice because I've been listening to that. <laughs> I didn't know it was you. <laughs> it was me. Small world. Yeah. I was like, I know this voice from somewhere as I've been listening to annoying your podcast. Annoying voice, yeah. That annoying no, not voice. annoying at all. When you, you said you do, um, what's it called? 
Are you to gigging? Um, what, were you a comedian or something? No, before um, before COVID kicked in, uh, I'd been a, a full time singer. Oh, uh, excellent! Um, that was how I made my my living. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. And then, um, yeah, it was you know, it just I just fell into it. It was a complete accident, but it it'd been my living. Um, and then obviously that wasn't my living when March twenty twenty hit like every single bit of my income just disappeared. So yeah. I had to think on my feet and I'm now um, doing something different, which is uh, I'm working for a company that is, uh, what you could say, a celebrity therapist, if you want. Um, and uh, yeah, helping to train people to become therapists, basically. Oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm not training the therapist, but yeah. I run the events, I host yeah. the events, train the therapist, kind of facilitate them. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's a career path I'm also interested in myself and and intend to pursue uh, a career as a therapist myself. So I'm learning about therapy um, as while I'm hosting it, which is a you know a, a win-win situation. Yeah. And um, I get the training, uh, I get to do the training at a discounted price, which is always nice as well. And um, that'll be an excellent the, thing to do on, on one a day. One day I could see myself walking and talking people to yeah, that's not just. Just what came to mind. I thought that'd be brilliant. That'd be excellent to go and have therapy while you're having a walk. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. I, I, honestly, it's on my long-term plan yeah. to do something like this. So, um, but I also will, I also am starting the gigging again. Um, well, next month actually. So um, I'm now going to have like two careers on the go. So I'm going to be a busy boy. Excellent, excellent. So speaking of training, so did you train for the Camino before you went to um, to do it? Listen, I'm, I'm, I didn't need to train personally because I've always been a runner and um, a swimmer and, uh, you know, athletic myself. So, mm. but in, in actual fact, there's nothing really that can train you for a long distance walk apart from long distance walking. So I had the aerobic health already yeah. and I was you know, strong and always have been, thank God. Um, but um The best training I could say anyone could do for a Camino is let, let me try and break this down into three things to easy to remember is make sure you've broken your footwear in. And I would recommend a pair of trail runners. You don't need boots for the Camino, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're doing it in the depths of winter, perhaps. But even then, I wouldn't be sure it's a necessity. Um, so break your footwear in, break your backpack in, because it sounds silly, because... Once you start wearing that backpack every day, you're going to find out where you're going to get chafing on your, yeah. on your, you know, on your armpits or on under here, how it feels on your, how it feels on your shoulders, how it feels on your waist. You're going to know all those points where it feels uncomfortable. So you need to get used to that. Um, eight hours a day, you're going to have that thing on your back. You know, you need to practice with it. So maybe one long distance walk on a Sunday, if you work during the week, um, and try to build that up to, to six, eight hours, you know, stopping a few pubs along the way or whatever. And um, for you, Stu, I know you're up in the north of England uh, sometimes. So the Leeds to Liverpool Canal will be a great, ch- okay. great place to go yeah. because, there's, you know, it's completely flat and a good chance to just, you know, get your legs and muscles and the muscle memory going. Um, just, and um, that's, that's what I say, backpack breaking, backpack and boots. And, let me give one last tip. Travel light. Travel light. Don't take any more than 
if you can get away with 7.5 kilograms with food and water yeah. in your bag, that would probably involve a maximum of two changes of clothes. So what I mean is you've got one change of clothes you're wearing, you've got two changes of clothes in your backpack. Yeah. And layers, what you need is layers on the Camino. You need layers. So because if you're walking early morning, it's cold in the morning. It's very, very cold. And when you walk in Spain, that's when you need to walk because it gets hot. Yeah, it gets hot, so you need to get in your 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 walking hours early doors if you can, if possible. So, yeah, definitely get your. You want a vest, you want a t-shirt, you want a warm jumper, and you want a waterproof jacket, and you want a hat, gloves, and scarf all times of the year, all times really? of the year. Yeah. Bloody cold in the morning, yeah. even in the summer times. By the time those as the you know as the day wears on, you get to nine o'clock, ten o'clock. 11 o'clock, et cetera, you'll start to peel off those layers and stick them in your backpack. Um, and maybe you've got to do an evening walk sometimes when that temperature drops or you're up in the mountains as well. You know, there's some massive, very high mountains where, you know, the, the temperature can drop a lot. You know, it can drop dramatically. So you need those layers. Layers is important. Yeah. So, oh, so backpack, breaking yeah. backpack, breaking boots, get, get the layers in. Sorry, get the layers in. Um, so yeah, and get the miles in as well. So one long distance walk um, on a Sunday every week, if possible, or whatever day it may yeah. be, that will serve you well. And also, just whatever you do, gradually build up those daily distances. That's a big mistake I made. You know, I've gone out doing 30, 40 k early doors for the first four. Then day four, three, five, six, seven, you are just in pain. Your muscles are in yeah. shock. So just slowly build it up, you know, maybe start with a 15 at 20 and then go on to, a, you know, like a 22, 25. Yeah, I've been um, reading here and that a lot. Yeah. And if yeah. you need a rest, just take a rest. If, if you've got the luxury of time, if you need to take a rest day, get your blisters sorted or, you know, yeah. just give yourself muscles. And the superpower, the superpower thing, I recommend everyone take with them that I will take with me on my next Camino. And what I should have taken with me in my last Camino was magnesium oil. Oh, okay. Magnesium oil is like magic. Mm. So it, what, it's basically a muscle relaxant. So you have to be careful because if you take too much, it can loosen parts of your body you don't <laughs> necessarily want to loosen, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, especially if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're if you're close, not close to a toilet, that'd be quite good, difficult. Exactly, but yeah. just a thin, just a little coating of magnesium oil mm -hmm. kind of from the lower back hips thighs by um, hamstrings calves mm. on your first few nights and it will keep your muscles nice and loose mm. and we're all deficient in magnesium so the magnesium oil is really important just like Excellent. take a 75 mil bottle yeah. and um yeah it's it, it's like a, it's like a magic potion for a pilgrim magnesium oil yeah, it's something i will take with me always oh, thank you very much i shall i'll definitely i'll, I'll put that on the list because the, the other couple of extra things i think was a dictaphone because i'm going to put the podcast and the next the third season of the podcast will be like a diary from every single day on the thing uh and then hopefully other meeting other people interviews and all that sort of stuff um and a sketchbook so I hope by the end of it, I'll have lots of drawings and, uh, and a little diary. So that should be interesting. But the one thing that I am worried about, because because of my ADHD, I've got a terrible sense of direction. Is it easy to get lost? Mm, I think it's harder to get lost than not to get lost. Right. 
Um, and I think that varies from Camino to Camino. Mm. But which Camino were you thinking of? Uh, I'll, be do- I'll be doing Frances to stay safe. <laughs> well, the, the, the Frances is, um, is very well signposted. Very, very well signposted. Mm. I mean, I, I have got a lot. I did get lost and I have been lost. Um, but it's pretty easy to find your way back. And, you know, everyone's got phones if they want to use them. I'm personally loath to use my phone on a Camino uh, because I like to think I'm going back to the days, you know, before phones existed. And that's the beauty of the Camino really is like, it's a throwback to a, to a, an old age where, you know, phones didn't exist and yeah. people just communicated, you know, and, you know, without having looked at their phones. I, I think it's such a missed opportunity when we're on our phones on the Camino personally, but these days, everyone's addicted to them. You, you see what I'm like when you submit a message to me. It takes days to respond because I actually doubt I actually delete the apps off my phone like during the week, and so I'm not on it. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah. Long no, story short, yeah. yeah, it's not on the Camino Frances. You'll be okay, and if you do get lost, just go back, retrace your steps, and see until you see a yellow arrow. Mm. Cool. Um, and is it, an, is it an expensive thing to do, the Camino? I, listen, if someone's on a budget, I believe they could get away with 30 euros per day. Hmm. That's very That's very cheap. But you're obviously on a budget and you're obviously buying food from supermarkets mm-hmm. instead of eating out. But saying that, I mean, you, you can get like a pilgrim menu. Spain is, is so, so cheap still. Hmm. I've been in London recently. I buy a coffee. It's like a coffee and a sandwich is like 10 quid. Yeah. And then I'm just down here on the seafront and uh, a cup of coffee is one euro 50 and uh, a bocadillo, which is the big sandwiches. Yeah. You'll see that everywhere you go, bocadillo, bocadillo, bocadillo. It's like (laughs) big French bread sandwiches. You know, you get get a coffee and a bocadillo for like Mm. three euros, you know, on the Camino. Pilgrim menus as well. They, you know, look out for the pilgrim menu. Um, that's called Menu Peregrino. Uh, um, and uh, some places do that for like, you know, seven euros, but you get a starter as a main course and a dessert and a coffee. Wow. You know, for that, you know, that's, so that's amazing. You, your digs, you know, if you're, if you're staying in the, the albergues, which is the special pilgrim hostels for Camino de Santiago Pilgrims, um, if you're in the summertime, you you might struggle to get a place because they're so 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 popular. But mm. um, any other time of the year, you're probably okay, and you'll get away with. I think the last time they're about eight bucks. Right. Um, yeah. I was on the Camino Ingles last summer, and yeah, they were you know they were going out for eight bucks. Um, but you're talking a bunk bed in a mm. room full of other people. Yeah. So if you're willing to rough it. You can you can go you can survive on thirty bucks a yeah. day. So if you don't manage to get an alberg. If that's the way I pronounce it, um, if they're all booked up, what what are your other options? Is it bed and breakfast or your other options are to get on the phone and um, and use booking or Airbnb or whatever, or you do it the old style, like you know, no room at the inn, you not go from door to door. Um, that's what I tend to do because I just that's the magic of the Camino. Yeah. It literally just I love the fact that it feels like you're just doing something so, uh, yeah. That really appeals to me. Something so, you know, from from a from a, a, a previous age, you know, mm-hmm. um, something so primordial, you know, and just like just kind of knock on each door and they say yes, there's room, or no, there's not room, and 
And um, if that fails you, then you can get, you know, that's the point where my wife starts complaining and I'm like, right, I'll have to get on the phone. But, you know, I'm trying all other ports yeah. of call first before I have to get on my phone. I do not want to be on my phone. Excellent. So is I it hate, different? I hate these things. I yeah. Really yeah. Well, I love honestly, them and I hate them. Yeah. Sometimes they're great, you know, in everyday life when you got to get somewhere and you just use maps, it's like, wow, that's incredible. But just, you know, looking at it, you know, 25, 50 times, I think 150 times a day, we're supposedly looking at our phones. Mm. I think that's the one thing I might regret when I die is the like just looking at, I spent so much time looking at a phone. Oh, it's awful. I mean, as I actually went to, I had the old Nokia for, for years and years and years and people kept laughing at me for having it. And I was like, it's because I don't want to be on the phone all the time, but because of, because of the job that I do, I lose work because I don't have a phone. I agree. I agree with that, Stu. So we have to kind of, yeah, we have to, I need it for my job as yeah. well now. So we, we have to, yeah, we have to accept that. We have to try and use it for positive reasons yeah. and, if I find myself just scrolling, I'm like, throw it away, you know? So, yeah. And it's uh, with me with my ADHD as well, apparently it's a dopamine thing. And the things with, with these things, it's uh, you do get a dopamine hit every time you get a notification. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the way yeah, it's, that's what and it's so addictive. And the yeah. phone companies know that. That's exactly. why they design them the way they do. Yeah, it's a pernicious evil thing. Um, in terms of COVID, do you need to show vaccination certificates and things now? I mean, it, it's an ongoing ever-changing situation so what i'm saying today could change next month mm. so i i couldn't give uh i couldn't give advice on that i could only say what i know about spain currently and that is um that i know that you have to have had um a booster yeah within the last 270 days or you can't come in. Um, I think that's correct. Let me think. Yeah. If you've had two doses yeah. of a vaccine and, and and your last dose or whatever dose you have was more than 270 days before your yeah. arrival, then you cannot come in. Um, so you would need... No, in actual fact, no, you can't come in. Not even, yeah, they, they won't allow unvaccinated tourists. Yeah. So, for example, I had my my last dose more than 270 days ago. I've only had two doses. I, I don't want a third. That's just my personal mm -hmm. preference. Um, I've had COVID twice and I've been fine with it. And um, so I, I decided, me personally, that I won't have another booster. Yeah. Um, and so the only way I'm allowed back into Spain is because I actually am a resident here. Right, um, right. I, yeah. So that's why I'm at, how I can get back into Spain. Yeah. But I have to show a, a negative test to get yeah. back in. Oh, so yeah. long story short, tourists that are unvaccinated um, cannot come in. And if your last dose was 270 days ago, then you're classified as unvaccinated. That's today mm. on May the 2nd, 2022. Who yeah. knows what it'll be next month? Because they're changing it. You know, they're changing it. Well, I'm recently um, third boosted, so that should be all right for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it should be okay. We'll go, you're going uh, to the next 270 days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because um, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, how would you decide when to go in the year? That's the, that's also my other problem that I've got at the minute. Because um, if I decide to go soon, basically the next six-week block that I've got is in June or October. 
and I don't really fancy um, walking in um, in the autumn, but I also don't massively fancy walking when it's ridiculously hot as well. So June will be very busy as well. Yeah. Like very busy, very, very, very busy. October will be less busy and you'd be more likely to get a place at the Albergs in October. And the weather will still be nice in October. Yeah. Obviously, you get up in the mountains and stuff, you're just going to be hot. I'm uh, sorry, cold. But that would happen even in the summertime. Yeah. And so October will still be all right? October will be, yeah. You, the mornings will be cold. You're going to need to wrap up in the mornings. But as that sun climbs, it will be warm. You will feel that warmth for sure. Um, it might that actually will be very, very yeah, temperate, very, very nice. It'll be very nice at that time of year, I think. Well, that's really helpful because I still want some time to do a bit of training. So that'd be, um, that's that's perfect, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. And um, Camino family, have you have you picked up many along the way? Of course. Yeah. This, I mean, the Camino family is always growing. It grows from your Camino. It grows from your podcast, from the podcast as well. Um, and it, it continues to grow. And now you're in there as well, Stu. Oh, that's so lovely. So, oh, we're part of each other's Camino family. How, and so done. How nice. And I met a woman from Germany, um, randomly in a pub, who'd, uh, who'd been on the Camino. She was like, oh, I'm, just, I'm going to do that next week. And now I mentioned this in my podcast a little while ago. Uh, and my, ne- my neighbour from across the road, she's, she's going to do it next, this month as well. So it seems to kind of grow exponentially. It's, it's massively popular. It's, yeah, it's having a big comeback right yeah. now after... The, the pandemic years, it's having a big, big comeback. Excellent. So uh, last but not least, uh, how do people get, in, how do they get a hold of your book? Well, I don't like to do this big sell. It's not me, Stu. So no, just, do a little, that, just do a little sell. <laughs> that's why I use like advertising platforms to do that for me because okay. I don't like doing it. But um, so my book is called The Only Way is West. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, my walk on the Camino Frances, and it's got 468 reviews on Amazon, wow. 4.5 4. out of 5. So most people like it. Some people said they hate it, which is always <laughs> the case. You just have to accept that. Yeah. Um, and for those who did say they hate it, thanks for giving it a try. For those who were kind enough to give me five-star reviews, thank you as well. And you can always learn from your lovers and your haters. So no, absolutely. that's you know, a good thing. Um, so it's called The Only Way is West. It's available on Amazon and um, it's on audiobook as well, on Audible. And um, yeah, it's done well. It's, it's a very, it's got a very, there's a lot of humor in there as well. A lot of very descriptive travel writing as yeah. well. And um, if anyone wants a, a funny travel log, but also, I think it, I like to think that it's very. Um, I like to think it can move people. Some people, many people, have written in the reviews that it's moved them, and it's, other people have said that it was trite. So <laughs> you know, so you know, I always want to give a balanced, honest view. You, yeah. you know, I don't think it's. Um, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a book I wrote, and I'm, I'm in the process of writing many more. I've got projects. Probably like yourselves too. So many projects, ridiculous that are, amount of projects. That yeah. Are, yeah, I've got. Well, I've got a book called Up North at the moment, which is mm-hmm. my like. I think it's yeah. Well, I've just had it edited. Um, it's about living a southern guy like myself from down south in England, living in the north, and how how funny life is in the north of England. Um, 
and I love the north of England. It's really taken me by surprise. Bloody cold, but bloody cold. People, yeah. people are just so lovely and ooze character as yeah. well. And um, so yeah, that up north is coming soon as well. So Excellent. I'm always drafting every single day. You know, like it's writing is my passion, singing is my passion, mm-hmm. performing is my passion, and um, and yeah, I've taken on a kind of a day job because COVID taught me mm-hmm. that you know, like it it could it could just blow up in your face anytime really Absolutely. so i never want to be in a situation again where there's no money coming in um so yeah but the only way is west anyone wants to listen uh, sorry wants to read it thanks for thanks a lot for giving it cool. a try and if people want to get in touch with you where um, where would they get in touch yeah you can find me on instagram and it's um bradley chermside c-h-e-r-m-s-i-d-e Stu, you said it perfectly author on this i know it's long and it changed that but yeah you don't think of these things when you first make accounts i'm not very active on there to be honest with you but um i do use it from time to time um also bradley chermside on facebook you look me up you'll see a picture of me in a in a sparkly jacket on stage which is very cringy as well but you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do and um and the pilgrims podcast if you are interested in the community there's 87 episodes with different pilgrims and hundreds literally hundreds of tips for walking a camino you'll get from that bradley it's been wonderful thank you so much for doing this no, thanks for your time, Stewie. It's always a pleasure. And uh, any questions you've got on the Camino, just yet, yeah, feel yeah. free to drop me a PM or a DM or whatever they're called. And this is going to be the first time I'm going to ever say this to anybody ever. And I'm sure there's going to be lots and lots and lots more opportunities. But Buen Camino. Yes, you finished it correctly. Well done. 10 out of 10. Buen Camino. Peregrino. Buen Camino. Grazie. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Take care. That's, that's Italian, by the way. I, I know. I realised that I did that. It was when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Steve. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.